God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course, he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. And, you know, remember old Warren Zevon? Lawyers, Guns, and Money. One of my favorite songs. I, I actually had the opportunity to see Warren Zevon in concert. Lawyers, Guns, and Money. And <clears throat> we got the lawyers going at it over the election fraud. And we have our guns under assault. <laughs> it's not the other way around. It's not an assault rifle. It's not an AR or anything. It's, uh, you know, a lot of people on the left don't even know what they're talking about. You say AR, automatic rifle. No, that's Armalite. Armalite is a brand name, and that's it. Kalishnikov would be another one, AK. So, you know, it's a Russian, AKA is Russian. But, you know, the idea is um, they don't even know what they're talking about. And there's a really great uh, little question, question and answer where these emotional Democrats want to ban your, they want to ban your uh, automatic rifles, assault rifles or whatever it is. There's, there's no such thing as an illegal automatic rifle. Maybe there should be. We have a right to form a militia just like anybody else. Where does government get involved in uh, telling us what kind of rifle we can have or how we could protect ourselves? I don't really see it as the government's place at all. I'm a little bit more of a libertarian there. The government shouldn't be involved in those choices. The same government that rigs elections and takes money out of your pocket and gives it to foreigners, illegal migrants, are making more money than our pe little peasly, measly peasant uh, $1,400. I haven't seen a check anyway, but, um, but I know people have gotten them. But they give me scraps, but they give foreign... Uh, migrants, all kinds of 
perks. They don't get if they get pulled over for a, a traffic ticket, they don't have to pay it. They don't have to show, have to show up to court. They could break the law and and there's no penalty for them. All because they're they're a political pawn. It's a banana republic we're in right now. That's what it is. We're a republic so long as we can keep it. Nancy Pelosi, well, we're a banana republic right now. So long as we can keep it. We got to fight back, folks. We got to fight back. Lawyers, guns, and money. It takes money to get organized and fight back. Yeah, that's true. But you know what? Let's take a listen. Um, We have a couple of things we're going to focus on today. Bill Gates and his vaccines. We have a really great clip there that I've been promising you that we're going to use. We're going to we're going to play it. Vaccines. They were drawn up in such a way to where they depopulation, depopulize, deep, you know, depopulation is what the word is. But let's listen. First, we're going to cover gun control. And let's listen to Charlie Kirk. He says the same people who don't think responsible Americans should own firearms could tell you couldn't tell you the first thing about guns. But what concerns me, too, is that the, fir- the, the same people that are telling me to disarm are telling illegals that they can break the law. That it's legal for them to break the law. That somehow those laws don't apply to them. So if they, they have a gun, that's Okay. They could break the law. They're never going to be export, you know, deported. But the only law-abiding citizen that's, you know, they'll, they're, if it's if they ban guns, then you're not going to legally have a gun, and therefore the law-abiding citizen is going to be defenseless. It's only going to be the people that are breaking the law, the ones that are going to break into your house, that are going to have the gun. I mean, certainly everybody knows that you, know, you would rather break into a house if you're a burglar. You would rather break into a house that's defenseless. There's no way at three in the morning I'm going to be breaking into a house that says, we have guns and dogs. We have Rottweilers and pit bulls and guns in our house. Burglar beware. I'm going to go to the next house. Think about it. It's pretty basic stuff. We have a right to defend ourselves, especially if you live in rural America. Oh, what's the classification? Oh, yeah. Flyover country. That's Trump country. They like their guns, and they like their God, and they like their freedom. And so this whole thing about guns is all about targeting a political group. It's political dissidents. One of these days, somebody from America is going to show up at the shores of another country and say, I'm a escaping America. I'm a political dissident. When, what, what has happened to our country that our founding fathers would have allowed that to happen? That we're going to escape tyranny by going to another country run by a socialist and think that is the way to go. We have really, really climbed down that ladder. Our ladder 
boom, we're down. We're down right now. And we got to do better. So, again, I, I have really great stuff on the vaccine thing that Bill Gates. But for, I want to start off with this firearms deal. It's pretty cool stuff, too. This guy says, they're going to ban my semi-auto 742 Woodmaster.30-06, 30-odd-6, and it's five-round magazine that's used for deer hunting or just the scary-looking AR-15s and AR-10s, and you know he's being funny. There's no difference between a pistol and an AR semi-automatic that looks like a bad bad dangerous gun they get these guns you know it's sort of like buying a kit car you can buy like a Toyota Camry you can take the body of the Camry off just use the chassis and you can put a sports car on that thing and make it look like it's the fastest car on the road you can do whatever you want kit cars you remember they used to do that right kit cars they used to do that so let me let me go ahead and find this video, this audio, and I have it, and then we're going to play it. Now, this is an emotionally high-strung libtard that's talking to Charlie Kirk. I, first of all, um, sorry, you first of all right, tell right, me what is an assault rifle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What is an assault rifle? I'm sorry, are you stupid? No, what is it? No, 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 no. Stop, guys, guys, please. What is an assault rifle? You know, very specific. No, no, what is an assault rifle? No, what? No, 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 I'm very curious. Stop, please, guys, what is an assault rifle? Grade weapon. So you do realize That's that every member of the military has a pistol, so you'd call a pistol a military-grade weapon. No, actually, I'm not. I'm not talking about pistols. Then, in case no, your ears are... I thought the Second Amendment wasn't talking about it. Talking well, no, you said what? An AK what? Classy. Wait, you said... When a bullet... Have you seen, like, what happens to the insides of a body? Well, no, no, no. The inside of a body when you get hit with an assault rifle? No, that's right. Please, please, trust me. What? What? Hey, guys, what is an assault rifle? I'm sorry, if you can't even understand what a basic assault rifle is. If you're going to attack me, give me one sentence. What is an assault rifle? Does anyone want to tell me what an assault rifle is? Let me tell you 50 people. Let me tell you the Second Amendment is. The Second Amendment is. The Constitution is. Can anyone tell me what an assault rifle is? Because it's a made-up term by politicians trying to take our guns away. Wait, hold on. What, what does AR stand for? What does AR stand for? Tell me what it stands for. Arm alike. Tell me what AR stands for. I don't give a shit what it stands for. I know what it is. Deadly weapon. A pistol is a deadly weapon. Can we get rid of that? Yeah, we should. Can we get rid of knives? Yeah, we should. And bats? We should get rid of you and Trump and everyone. And you too. And you too. They don't know what it stands for. Armalite. It's a brand name. A-R. Armalite Rifle. It's a brand. Remington Rifle. That would be an RR-15 if they made one. 
My goodness. The politicians, he's right. The one thing that I wanted you to hear there was the takeaway where he, they said, it's a made-up term by politicians, this uh, assault rifle. That's what they're calling it. AR. They're making it sound like it's an official name, like this is used to assault people. You know, I grew up in uh, farm country, and I never liked to hunt. I never liked killing animals, um, personally. But, you know, um, I will tell you that I did go out hunting uh, because it was the thing to do. I worked on a farm. And through a little bit of peer pressure as a you know kid, they are like, yeah, you need to come out hunting with us. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and, you know, it was good. People love hunting. You know, I don't like hunting, but people do love hunting, and I defend their right to hunt. And, and in fa- fact, you know, when I migrated over to uh, New York City, we used to go out to Long Island and camp out and stuff, and it was kind of fun over in that great Peconic Bay and uh, Patchog, and there's this place called Watch Hill. Really cool stuff. And um, Montauk, you know, Block Island, all that stuff out there. But they they used to have deer problems. They used to have Lyme disease, (laughs) all kinds of... And the deer were starving to death. And uh, they would say, okay, go out to Long Island and start, you know, hunting deer. Get rid of some of that population because the deer are starving to death. And that, for that reason, you know, I have no problem with that. Um... But in any case, you know, I'm not a big fan of like elephant tusks um, or uh, all these other things, minks, mink coats. Uh, I'm sort of like anti-fur, you know, in terms of the fur trade. But still, for hunting, you know, we have a, we have a right to hunt, especially if you're a government that's going to send our jobs overseas. How are we going to plant our garden or our hunt? For, for food. You know, in, in one way, you can say before the settlers settled in the United States, and I look at it from a Native American Indian perspective, but I wasn't even a Native American from the Midwest. I was a pilgrim Native American. That's my descendant. You know, I'm a descendant from that. But they, they called them nomadic, right? Because they would um, migrate north in the summer and they would migrate south, the Native Americans, in the winter. And that was their basic heating and HVAC, <laughs> heating and air conditioning, right? Heating, ventilation, and air conditioning. And they would do that. And part of the reason why they did it was climate control, you know, to control the climate, not have to deal with the weather, elements of the weather. The other part was they would kill so much bison or whatever, buffalo or whatever it was, Tatanka, right? Um, they would kill so much of it. They would go and do fish in one area, and they would do buffalo in another, or what have you. But they were called nomadic, nomads. You know, they would basically go up and down, travel all around. It's kind of interesting stuff, though. But they 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 were they were able to uh, live off the land as free individuals. They had it right there. The, we've come so far. It's not been that long, really. I have met people in my life 
When I was 10 years old, my great-grandfather sat on his lap. He was a chief, Indian chief, for 40 years. Was born in like 1890. But the idea is, is that he knew people that were born in the 1850s, and he learned his craft and trade and life and thing, life learning uh, things all the way up until the seventh when I met him. So the point is, is that we're not that far removed from our history. It's the politicians in Washington that are really screwing things up. That's the part that I have a problem with, the big problem. And they're doing it, and they're trying to control. And like I said, and I've been on this kick all week about globalists who want to move people around, and they want to control populations, and they want to tell you what mask to wear, when to wear it. Keep your eye on Angela Merkel. She's the chief kingpin globalist, right? The German chancellor. She's the chief of all globalists. And she's talking about another strain of another virus. So you get a vaccine. Guess what? You're going to have to get a third vaccine. You're going to have to get a fourth vaccine. I say wait. That's my own prerogative, right? I'm going to wait. I want to wait and see. I was in a lift yesterday. We were going to go to Alexander, Virginia, Alexandria, Virginia. And the guy there was very pragmatic. And the guy driving, he was a foreigner. He says, yeah, I'm going to wait, see what happens. But, you know, I have a feeling that like what they're talking about in Germany is another set of stages of lockdowns. The only way the Democrats can win, the only way, is if they have another reason or fake excuse to have you sit at home and mail in ballot. I was saying this to to somebody yesterday I was talking to. And I said, you know what they're going to do? They're going to they're going to have this new covid, new strain. And they're going to also migra- they're going to also require you to have a vaccine. There's going to be a vaccine passport. You're going to need proof that you had a vaccine in order to get on a plane. I think that's ridiculous. That that's a that's freedom lost right there. And what are we going to do without planes? You can't boycott a plane. You got to go places, right? You can't boycott them. But you know, the idea is is that somehow we need to do what Donald Trump is doing. Donald Trump's going to start his own social media. Somebody needs to start a, a conservative airplane, you know. I mean, we literally need to secede from society and start our own country with our own set of rules. And I would, by God, adopt everything that the Founding Fathers had in mind. Because unlike what Obama thinks about them, it's not a flawed document, it's a perfect document. Maybe not as perfect as the Bible, but you know, from a mortal man, it's a very perfect document. The idea that we are going to be subjected to more of this is a reality. And the reality is that the Democrats can't win elections without fraud. So they're going to use this H.R. 1 to, you know, protect their fraud and try to open up voting to anybody who wants to vote. It's going to be on the honor system, so any illegal can vote. You're not going to need a voter ID. And they're going to perpetuate this whole idea of mail-in balloting. And you know how I think it's going to go down? This is my opinion. This is just my speculation. 
my opinion on how it's going to go down is they're going to say, you're going to see some nutcase, you know, some, some stupid politician that thinks you're going to believe them. And they're going to say, well, you know, we need to get to that 80 percentile. You know, they're going to sound really smart, right? They're going to be like scientific. And they're going to be like, we're going to need that 80 percentile vaccine threshold before we could actually, uh, you know, um, get back into the normal way that we would normally vote, which we're never going to do that because there's going to be 20 percent of Trump supporters, Trump, 20 percent of America first, 20 percent of make America great again people, red hat wearing patriots. There's going to be at least 20% of that that's going to say, I'm never getting a vaccine. No matter, wild dogs could drag me. I'm not going to get the vaccine. I think it kills people. It's got formaldehydes in it. It uses um, uh, blood, uh, DNA from fetuses. It's against my religion. For whatever reason, they're not going to get the vaccine. And guess what? It's going to be about 20%. So they're always going to perpetuate. They're going to give you a rule, a law. Say, until we can reach that 80% threshold, next thing you know, they're going to divide the Republican Party again. How are they going to divide it? Well, they're going to be these patriots that are, you know, loving Make America Great Again and America First, and they're not going to get the vaccine or whatever. And then inside the Republican Party, they're going to say, well, we could we could get rid of the uh, mail-in voting if we could just get the Republicans all on board with getting the vaccine. And there is going to be people that are going to be pointing to people on the right of the uh, conservative party and say, get your vaccine so we can actually have fair voting. And the people on the right are going to say, even if we do that, they're going to give you another excuse as to to why you can't vote fairly. So it's going to be a division within our own party, within our own conservatism, to where there's going to be some holdouts on the vaccine that are going to be coerced into getting that vaccine. And that's kind of interesting right there, right? They're going to be coerced. If you don't get on board with this vaccine, we're never going to get back to fair elections. And they're going to use these vaccines this threshold of how many percentages got the vaccine. And they're going to use that as an excuse to continue with this mail-in balloting BS. And I'm talking about fraud to the highest degree. And we're going to go ahead and take Julie. Uh, Julie, you're on the air. Oh, good morning, Scott. How are you today? Pretty good. Um, the vaccine... I, referring back to that doctor that the MG show uh, interviewed two days ago, he was excellent. He is one of the most courageous men I've ever witnessed in the medical industry. Yeah. <laughs> he, he discussed the fact that in a block of 500,000 people that died from COVID, he could have saved 420,000 over those 500,000 just using the the formula of green tea 
vitamin C, zinc, and vitamin D. And he said it's absolutely genocide that they have disallowed the hydroxychloroquine <coughs> from being used. I totally agree. I said of, it. I said it in the very beginning. Yeah. And I remember I had uh, a oh gosh, Doctor um, Samaldi or whatever his name was. Um, yes. But you remember him? I, I like that guy. And he says. Take your shirt off and get your vitamin D from the sun, you know, like live your life. And uh, I, I love that, you know. But the whole thing, like I remember the governor from Nevada and the gov- governor Whitmer. Uh, and I remember this black woman from Detroit. She was a Democrat. And she said, without Donald Trump promoting hydroxychloroquine at the time, um, I would have I would have been dead. He saved my life because I didn't know about hydroxychloroquine. When I wanted to go get it, they wouldn't let me get it. So I went out and found a way to get it, and it saved my life. And there's been so many cases. This doctor, he had treated enough patients to have discovered that green tea acts as the similar transit mechanism as hydroxychloroquine to get the zinc into the uh, into the cell in order to stop the virus replication. I did not because know that about that virus replication get pa- gets past a certain point, then it takes over, and that's when the person it, it shuts down and and yeah. ultimately. And you know, I, I didn't know that about the green tea part. So that's a nice uh, that's a nice bit of information right there. Yeah, and I listened to it three times because I, I, I just wanted to get every single bit of information that was in because it, you, you can't just get it all in on one, one listen. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, thank you. And anyway, yesterday you had a conversation about transgenders. And uh, when I was in high school, back in the Stone Age, <laughs> um they passed a law in Pennsylvania that women could uh, could participate in a men's sport if they didn't have the corresponding women's sport. So within one week, it was spring. I was out there and I was I walked up to the men's tennis team and I said, "You have to let me be on. I'm not a transgender, by the way." But um, and then you have to let me practice with the guys' track team, and of course, it created a lot of controversy. But they ultimately let me do it, and they let me play one, maybe one match on the tennis team. And and remember, you had had a discussion of women participating in men's sports. It was not easy. But back when Renee Richards was participating in tennis for the first time, she was a very tall, lanky, bony kind of woman and she was never really that good at tennis i watched her play and i i played tournament tennis and i i watched her play and she never fit in the real fighters and the real contenders in tennis at that time was of course tracy austin chris everett and martina navratilova but she was always an outsider. And what they're doing is with transgender people, they're creating a, a venue to ostracize people because they're transgender. And why in the world would a father 
or a mother allow their daughter to be in a shower with a transgender person in a sports team. That would appall me. And and it, it, there's a perversion there that they're forcing on the American public and women is that it cannot be forgiven. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, and you know what the other thing is, too? They, they talk about transgender and they talk about androg- androgyny and they talk about... Um, you know, pronouns, it, they, he, he, she, whatever, you know, you can't, um, yet the first thing that a transgender does is change their name to a female name. Like if it's a male, right? Like Richard, Renee, whatever, you know, like the, the the guy from, so why is it that they change their name to a feminine name? So they're, they're, they're all about gender when it comes to naming themselves in order to drive home the idea but think about it. That's hypocrisy right there. They're forever putting someone in a box to be ostracized. Yeah, but I mean, and, you know, and, like and, Bruce and, Jenner became Caitlyn. Why did? Why did? Why, why couldn't he do the sex change and then, and then still call himself Bruce? Why did he have yeah, to change his he, name? He's lacking in courage. Yeah, come on, if if you want to change gender, of course, be a man or be a woman and be a man up about and be it. And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, look, I got to run because I got a guest coming on. Uh, Pat oh, I'm He's so gonna... sorry. I'm so sorry. I apologize. But I, I also apologize. have a clip. Take care. Have you're gonna, hey, weekend. Julie, you're yeah, going to love this clip. Julie, listen to this clip, okay? All right. See ya. Yeah. All right. So I got this clip. I got to play it before we get Pat Kinnean on. And um, it's this one. Okay, so, so basically I want to take a listen to... Uh, this first okay you've invested 10 billion dollars in vaccinations over the last two decades and you figured out the return on investment for that and it kind of stunned me can you walk us through the math over a 20 to 1 return so if you just look at the economic benefits uh, that's a pretty strong number compared to anything else I think the numbers that you ran through were if you had put that money into an S&P 500 and reinvested the dividends you'd come up with something like 17 billion dollars but you think it's 200 billion dollars here yeah (laughs) <laughs> Did you hear that? I'm going to play it one more time. They're talking about 10 billion turns into 200 billion. If you were to put it into the S&P 500, you would turn 10 billion into 17 billion. Think about why it is that Bill Gates is pushing vaccines. You've invested 10 billion dollars in vaccinations over the last two decades, and you figured out the return on investment for that. And it kind of stunned me. Can you walk us through the math? It's over a 20 to 1 return. So if you just look at the economic benefits uh, that's a pretty strong number compared to anything else i think the numbers that you ran through were if you had put that money into an s&p 500 and reinvested the dividends you'd come up with something like 17 billion dollars but you think it's 200 billion dollars here yeah (laughs) do you see where we're going with this why they want a third round of vaccines why they are inventing a new strain of covid19 they're going to call it covid21 they're going to control they're going to control your um, lives. They're going to control your voting. They're going to control, they're going to use it as a cheap excuse. They're going to do everything they can to try to tell you why it is that they need mail-in voting. It's safer that way. We need to save lives. We care. No, they don't care. They don't care about those people that are lying with COVID piled up on top of each other, wrapped in those little silver foils, down along the border. They don't care. 
Listen to this. This is Bill Gates. This is February 2010. What used to be climate change to control people, what used to be climate change to control people, is now COVID to control people. Okay? What used to be climate change is now COVID. Climate, COVID. Right? And they always trust the scientists. 97% of the scientists said there wasn't a global pause. But there was a global pause. 97% of the scientists can't be wrong. But they were wrong about the science of climate change. The ice caps were all supposed to be melted by now. They're not. There's more ice caps in the southern Arctic, south Arctic. So they're using the scientists to control people. Again, globalists like to move people around the globe. They like to control people. That's what's going on here. So this TED presentation, you've heard of TED? Big red letters, TED. It's a presentation forum. February 2010, Bill Gates on climate change. Let's go. At the heart of Gates' address is the central global warming dogma, which dictates that CO2 emitted by human beings are the primary culprit for the unwanted heating of the globe, since this artificial alleged human-induced heating effect stands to devastate the planet. It if left unabated, global warming dogma proponents, therefore, argue that CO2 emissions must be dramatically reduced, like to zero. And, and you need CO2 for green plants to grow. As Gates casually addresses this issue, he goes on to, to state that one way to accomplish this goal is to reduce the global human population. Ha! Ah, whoa! In the first clip, you will hear him state in plain language that he considers vaccines to be desirable to that end. You will also casually hear him promote health care and reproductive health services like abortions to accomplish the same goal, especially in black neighborhoods, right? That's where abortions are most prevalent. That's where Planned Parenthood sets up shop. In the second excerpt, you will hear Gates again confirming his profound affection for vaccines. This is February 2010. The COVID just brought a new opportunity to it. I mean, the guy is pretty smart, right? I mean, he's no, he's no dummy. And so let's take a listen to Bill Gates. Uh, we're going to go ahead and see what he has uh, to say. Over 26 here. billion tons. Uh, for each American, it's about 20 tons. Uh, for people in poor countries, it's less than one ton. It's an average of about five tons for everyone on the planet. And somehow we have to make changes that will bring that down to zero. It's been constantly going up. It's only various economic changes that have even flattened it at all. So we have to go from rapidly rising to falling and falling all the way to zero. This equation has four factors, a little bit of multiplication. So you've got a thing on the left, CO2, that you want to get to zero. And that's going to be based on the number of people, the services each person's using on average, the energy on average for each service, and the CO2 being put out uh, per unit of energy. So let's look at each one of these and see how we can get this down to zero. Uh, probably one of these numbers is going to have to get pretty near to zero. Uh, that's, 
back from high school algebra. But let's, let's take a look. Uh, first, we've got population. Uh, the world today has 6.8 billion people. That's headed up to about 9 billion. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, health care, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15 percent. Let's take a listen there, to that again. But there we a really great job on new vaccines, health care, reproductive health services. Now, the world today has 6.8 billion people. That's headed up to about 9 billion. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, health care, reproductive health services, we could lower that by... New vaccines. New vaccines. We can put a dent into that population growth. With health care, you know, death panels, and reproductive health services, abortions. So, new vaccines, socialized medicine. Oh, my God, folks. If this doesn't make you scared to death of the leadership in the world, I don't know what is. I don't know what can. So, those liberals who are advocating for abortions, vaccines, and socialized medicine want to control not only the population flow, but they also want to control the population in general. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, health care, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15 percent. But there we see an increase of uh, about 1.3. The second factor is the services we use. This encompasses everything. The food we eat, clothing, TV, uh, heating. These are very good things. Uh, getting rid of poverty means providing these services to almost everyone on the planet. And it's a great thing uh, for this number to go up. In the rich world, perhaps the top one billion, we probably could cut back and use less. But every year, this number on average is going to go up. So it says in the next excerpt, you hear Gates explain what he considers to be the single most important thing that he would choose to see become a reality in the future time span of 50 years. So let's take so a So this is a wish. This. It's a very concrete wish that we invent this technology. If you gave me only one wish for the next 50 years, I can pick who's president, I can pick a vaccine, which is something I love, or I could pick that this thing that's half the cost with no CO2 gets invented. you hear invented. what he said there? This vaccine? is a pick that this thing that's half the cost with Listen no CO2 again. gets invented. This is the wish I would pick. This is the one with the greatest impact. If we don't get this wish, the division between the people who think short-term and long-term will be terrible, between the U.S. and China, between poor countries and rich, and most of all, the lives of those two billion will be far worse. So basically, he's, he's, saying, he's saying, don't have... It's, a, it's, it's akin to the uh, person who says, I'm going to have an abortion because I can't give them the life I want. So the population is growing too, 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 too fast. The population is too much. So the population is too great that we can't sustain, we can't su- support. Uh, there are going to be too many people that are not going to have the life that I think they should have. Do you know that there are a lot of people that are happy just living life off the land? 
like I was talking about in the beginning with the nomadic Native American Indians migrating along the, the, the rivers and taking their baths in the water. You know, I remember I was talking to my father two summers ago, and he took us, uh, we went to uh, an Indian reservation in Virginia. And he was born, he's retired now. He lives in Myrtle Beach, and he's living the life, living the life, has a really nice house, has a really great wife, really great life. But he was born in a boxcar. Lived for the first four years of his life. And I said, let's go to where you once lived. And we did. It was in a field. There was hardly a road. And we finally went down there. And we went to where his boxcar was. A train car. Was his house. I said, so what did you guys do for like electricity and plumbing? He said, there was a stream right down the down the." <laughs> There's a stream about a half a mile, you know, a quarter mile away. There's a stream down there. And that was how they did it. But they were happy. It gets back to that whole thing about gratitude, doesn't it? Gratitude. Be happy with what you have. And so the idea is we've lost our way. For Bill Gates to be saying that Life isn't worth living unless you can live it with heating, ventilation, and air conditioning is what, in essence, he just said with his wish. And that he wants to control population with vaccines. And yet they're now ordering every single person to get in that train car and go to that gas chamber. No, they're not. No, they're telling you to get your to log on, order, schedule your vaccine, and put it in your arm. But is it any different? They're both painless. Is it any different? You just heard the man say it. He makes ten, he spends $10 billion, he makes $200 billion off of every $10 billion. He gets a 20% return on investment. You heard him say that today. And what else did you hear him say? You heard him say that the way you can curb 9 billion people down to 6 point whatever is through abortions, death panels, and vaccines. That's scary, folks. And this is the left-wing agenda because... They don't care about anybody but themselves. They're in power, they're in charge, and you work for them for free. Because it doesn't cost them anything. They don't have to pay you. They don't pay your salary. They don't give you a paycheck. They just take a dividend from your paycheck. That's it. It's insane. So we have a buddy of on the show, and I don't even know how to introduce him anymore, but... but um, um, <laughs> I think it's uh, Cutter Ben Moyal and Jake Elwood. Remember from uh, Blues, uh, uh, Blues Brothers, right? Jake Elwood. You know, I had a friend, Pat. Uh, I had a friend, and uh, I still... Well, I had a friend before Trump. And um, I remember when his cats died. He loved his cats. And I'm a, I'm a cat lover, too. And um, I lost my Bugsy. 
and uh, I haven't gotten one. I haven't gotten a new cat since. But uh, he had two cats named Jake and Elwood, and I thought that was pretty funny because he was a musician. He loved the blues, and he was a libtard, but really cool guy and one of my best friends. Um, but yeah, and uh, his cats were were sweet. Um, but Jake Elwood is one of the characters in your new show that's going to be starting on Red State Talk Radio on Monday at 5 p.m. And, and aren't we excited about it? By the way, it's Jake Lawrence Wood is, is, is Jake's real name. So it's L and the last name's Wood. It's oh, Lynn that's Wood. cool. Okay, no, that's Jake not... L. Wood. Oh, that's so, really cool. So it, it, I, I was confused myself when I first heard about it, but you know, it's kind of amazing... Last night, I'm sorry, I'm Cutter Ben Moyle. Hello, pleased to meet you, everybody. It's amazing. Oh. We were at the Bamboo Lounge last night doing our show, which we pre-record. It's uh, we try to turn it into a nice tight hour, and I, it's, it's fantastic. You know that line, "Great minds think alike." Mm-hmm. Well, I got to tell you, Scott. I got to tell you, you did our show this morning. <laughs> it was we we did the same thing. We talked about gun control. We talked about the AR-15s. We, we we share the exact same disdain for for Bill Gates, and and as you were talking about the vaccine, one of the things I'm wondering is where are the it's my body lips that were all about I got to have my birth control and I got to have you can't tell me what to do with abortions yet they're so willing to just stop and drop everything and stick two needles in their arms three weeks apart for what reason what reason. Now, Jake has has this art of pontificating. I, I, I could really just hit record and just say go and then come back 55 minutes later. Oh, and stop it. <laughs> is that, is that, is that, Scott, is, thank, thank is you that so Jake much Elwood? Thank you for the opportunity, Scott. Great honor. All right. Yeah, no, I, I, uh, I love, <laughs> as a matter of fact, I ought to play a clip of that show from Venezuela. Uh, you were in some sort of a bar, and you guys were talking. Um, and, you know, it's just, the content is so great. We were, it's so so entertaining. We were, yeah, we were celebrating, celebrating Venezuela's newest uh, note, monetary note, which was the $1 million boulevard. One million dollars, and I mean that sounds like such a massive amount of money. You think, gosh, it's got to be worth at least you know five, six hundred thousand U.S. dollars. And I remember in that show, I'm turning to, to Jake and saying, "What do you think that's worth?" He said, hey, "You might be able to buy a Slurpee with it." I said, "You're being too generous because it when is. it launched, a do, million boulevards worth." Do, do you hear it? Fifty-three cents. Do you hear this, guys? Oh yeah. Listen to this. That's our theme song. This is the opening to the show, okay? Listen to this. Hold on. Wait. We're gonna play we're gonna play a minute or two. I didn't even know I was gonna do this. What are you playing? What is that? What is this? This isn't just anything. This is a band called El Resignon. And they're playing the Merengue Venezuela. And why am I playing this? I'll tell you damn well why I'm playing this, because I fade it back. We're celebrating a new amount of currency that's just basically laid itself across the tables of Venezuela in levels of 200000 500000 and yes, a $1 million boulevard, which is their version of the dollar. This week, they just launched the Million Boulevard note. 
let me introduce ourselves first. We're knocking them back with beer, chips, and politics. I'm Cutter Ben Moyle. This is Jake Elwood. Jake, i got to ask you a question. Why would I be celebrating with such beautiful music and such awareness of what's going on in Venezuela? Uh, because the United States is sliding closer and closer to it every minute. We're heading there, baby. But I'm sitting here and I'm... <laughs> All right, so that's the show. <laughs> is that great stuff or what? <laughs> I love it. Yeah, that's not bad for... That's not bad for something you pull off your phone that fast. That was really yeah. great. But we we have a we have a lot of fun doing it. I mean, it, it does uh, it does take time, and we're trying to do it polished because you got to understand, people. When when you're you're at the end of the day, and you're following, you start with Scott Adams with Leonora, then you go to Paul Preston, and then you end up with Matrix and Shady Grove, and then we have to follow J.J. McCartney. We're on the back end of a, of, of, a, of a smart dynasty. I mean, <laughs> one thing I want to laud the people for on this station is Red State Radio's talk, uh, listeners are far smarter and far edge more educated than the fools who pulled blue levers back in November. Yeah, and by and the way, so just, be- j- just let me interject um, that this show is syndicated, and one of our syndications is in your neck of the woods, WFYL, so they don't have that same lineup, but we are definitely grateful that they have us on their lineup as well. Right. Well, yeah. I, I mean, if, if you don't, yeah. if you're not on terrestrial radio, which we also are, are looking at at the same time, with, yeah. uh, which doesn't mean we stop promoting you. Yeah. Is the the idea that you know people are liking what we're doing, and we just kind of found a nice niche. And I think, if I, I'm sorry, Jake, usually you're the one that talks so much, but. I think what we usually, uh, we actually did, as I lost my space in my speech, or what I was about to say, is, is we, uh, we are trying to provide levity in a world of just nonstop talk news that is hard to listen to. We're all getting punched in the face daily by what they're doing in Washington, D.C., that we could be presenting fresh material over and over. But right. the main thing is the core values of the constitution and how we were brought up morally are are some of the things we have to look at and we inject some some levity into our presentation so that you're not just hearing another doom and gloom show oh you know it's only a matter of years before it's all over and we're just some some socialist country we won't stand for that we won't we'll die if we let that happen yeah the united states is the united states uh, is going through some really troubling times right now and so while we try to we certainly want to keep it light uh and and talk about movies and tv with these very interesting locales we also at the same time do very deep dives and get into philosophy and religion which are two very very key issues in the united states that i think i get that i think get really forgotten there's a lot of history in the united states around philosophy and religion and i think people need to learn uh, a lot more about what this country is really about and the people that founded it and the true intention of the founders and the founding documents. I think it, so we try to get into that as well. So it's kind of both sides of the spectrum and we think we come up with a pretty good result. I think, I think so too. Definitely. There's no doubt about it. And guys, I just want to thank you and welcome you to Red State Talk Radio um, and to uh, the family of Radio talents that we have here um so you know i just i'm in love with your show and again it's knocking them back with uh 
Beer Chips and Politics. That's right. Beer Chips and Politics. And you have a domain name. It's Beer Chips and Politics, right? Well, no, it's going to be Beer Chips Politics. That website goes up, uh, I believe, the end of next week. Beer Chips and Politics. And we're sorry. We, 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 we're, moved, we're running at the speed of molasses at the moment, but it's not our choice. Right. Uh, we're, we're, we're at the mercy of the people doing a lot of our development. Right. But, uh, we, we certainly look forward to meeting all of you starting Monday all at right. 5 p.m. next week. All right. Hey, uh, Jake and Cutter. <laughs> I have to get yes. used to your your your, your stage names. <laughs> but uh, thank you so much for uh, spending some time with the Scott Adams Show today. Will do. Thank Thanks you so much, Scott. All right, take care, guys. All right, all right. Bye that's bye. great stuff. And um, <clears throat> you know, we have a, a new site too um, that, that we're putting up, and I'm going to share it with the audience right now. It's not developed yet. It's not done. It's a work in progress. So we have been working on our nonprofits, and that's buglecall.org and magapack.org. They're done pretty much. They're, they're in, we're just now adding content. Uh, we're going to be bringing a whole series of interviews uh, that are going to fulfill the agenda and our obligations associated with that. Um, but uh, that's a 501c3 nonprofit. No, no joke. Um, but Red State Talk Radio, we're going through a development. If you have a mobile phone, if you have a phone, right now what we're doing is we're developing a, a website that's going to be mobile-centric, uh, smartphone-centric. And if you were to type into your mobile phone, wp.redstatetalkradio.com, WP stands for WordPress, because it's a WordPress developed site. So wp.redstatetalkradio.com. You will find a really nice looking uh, site that's going to be, uh, that's going to have all the bells and whistles. Uh, our logo becomes a player. Um, the talk uh, thing that says, you know, call in to talk to the radio show host. You click on it, it dials the station. It's, it's really incredible. Uh, and it's going to have full features. Uh, it's going to answer every question that people have had. And so we're excited about that. Uh, so just with your mobile phone, check out wp.redstatetalkradio.com. But also, uh, that brings us to the end of our show, and there's a lot of noise in the background from people working on something. Um, but you've been listening to The Scott Adams Show. I'm Scott Adams. Check out our podcasts over at scottadamshow.com. Be sure to check out buglecall.org and magapack.org uh, and see what we're doing over there to take back our country. And we'll see you next time on the radio. Bye-bye DC, but close enough now to see this mess. We're a stand, the mound's getting steeper. They grab a shovel, dig a hole a little deeper just to bury my kids right up to their nest.